So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, I am going solo today. Uh, Eric is down in Houston uh, with some stuff. Jerry is in Las Vegas uh, covering a basketball event uh, with uh, several players that he's reporting on right now. Uh, down there looking at the Longhorns. Uh, of course, I had Joe on yesterday. He ends up uh, on deck later this week, and I'll make sure I have Justin Wells on uh, as we get closer uh, to the week ahead with uh, some recruiting news that's coming up. Uh, Texas expected to have a few visitors on campus this weekend, including Cedric Baxter, the nation's number one uh, running back out of Orlando, uh, Florida. He is expected on campus, as is Spencer Shannon, a big six foot seven tight end, 230 pound tight end out of Santa Ana Mater Day uh, in Orange County, uh, from in Orange County. Uh, and then also uh, a linebacker out of uh, Hawaii whose name I cannot pronounce correctly, Lui, Lui Kia, I think is the best way to say it. Uh, I will work on that and get the proper pronunciation uh, for the next one. His sister uh, recently, what's important about uh, him. His sister recently transferred as a volleyball player and recently transferred to Texas as a grad transfer. Uh, he has scholarship offers from up and down the West Coast, as well as some uh, teams across the country. Very interesting uh, how Texas got in on him uh, and someone that we will uh, talk about more as we get Justin and or Jerry in here uh, to talk more recruiting news and notes. Uh, my primary column today talked about how uh, despite uh, several visits elsewhere uh, among Texas's top recruits. There had been no commitments uh, from uh, those players to whether it was uh, Georgia, where Arch Manning and Jalen Hale were, or uh, OU, where Colton Vosick, McCall Harrison Pilot, uh, Jaquez Petaway, those guys were at. However, uh, some news did drop uh, earlier today. Ian Reed, uh, the big offensive lineman out of Austin Vandegrift, uh, has opted to go to Clemson. Uh, this is, uh, I think, the third player from the state from the city of Austin uh, to, to head over uh, Clemson's way in recent years. Andrew Makuba, uh, the safety out of Austin LBJ, was a freshman All-American at, at uh, Clemson this year. Uh, then you had Kay Klubnik, uh, the quarterback out of Austin Westlake. And now, of course, we have Ian Reed. What's interesting here is that the first two guys that, that went out there were primarily recruited initially by Brent Venables, the new Oklahoma head coach who had previously been uh, the Clemson defensive coordinator. Of course, now that's no longer the case. So uh, interesting to see that uh, pipeline continue uh, for the Clemson Tigers. We'll have to see uh, exactly uh, what it is about that. Of course, uh, a lot of news and notes going around the 40 acres, uh, none more exciting in my opinion. Uh, then the softball team's performance yesterday, uh, the ladies uh, facing double elimination. Uh, yet again, it's the seventh time they faced uh, elimination in this NCAA tournament. Uh, I, think is, I think that was the number six or seven. 
anyways, long story short, they beat Oklahoma State, had to take a doubleheader from Oklahoma State, won the first game five to zero, wasn't that close, uh, but Oklahoma State held back their pitching ace um, and pitched that late young lady in the second game. Texas went down five to no nothing in the second game. It looked like, yeah, I'm guessing half the fans, uh, half, half the Texas fans probably turned off the TV. Uh, the announcers uh, were probably ready to make it a uh, all Oklahoma final, Oklahoma State versus OU. Uh, but Texas kind of came back, had a three-run home run in the fourth inning, uh, then another three innings on a wild play, another three runs, excuse me, on a wild play uh, on a, it's not even an, un, it's not even an overthrow. It's just a wild throw uh, into the outfield uh, that allowed for a little league inside the park home run after scoring one run that would have made it just five, four, the Longhorns actually scored two more off of that throw uh, ended up winning six, five, uh, a very nice uh, season for Mike White and his team. Uh, the Longhorns now 47, 20 and one on the season. Uh, but who do they play? Of course, they play the number one ranked team in the country, the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, the Sooners, uh, by comparison, I mentioned Texas, 47-20-1. Oklahoma, 58-3 this season. Uh, they are uh, the bullies on the block in women's softball, apparently. Uh, Texas, a somewhat uh, relative newcomer. Uh, this is the furthest Longhorn ladies have gone in the NCAA tournament uh, thus far. Uh, even Kat Osterman did not take them this far to the to the NCAA championships. They'll play two of three. The two teams will play two of three starting on Wednesday. And so uh, I, I, they do not have a specific time yet. I'm sure they're trying to work around some TV stuff. Uh, but anyways, it will be Texas versus Oklahoma for the national championship uh, there. Uh, I, wanted, I do want to touch on some other things uh, going on. The men's and women's track and field team uh, are headed – uh, to uh, the national championships as well. Uh, it's the track and field national championships held, I believe they start Thursday. Uh, and then the Texas baseball team uh, won their regional, obviously, we know that. Uh, but East Carolina ended up beating Coastal, Coastal Carolina on Monday. That moves the Longhorns to Greenville, North Carolina, uh, ECU's hometown, uh, which is where the Longhorns will play the East, or the Super Regional uh, East Carolina was the number eight team ranked team in, in the uh, NCAA's tournament. Texas was number nine. So ECU uh, gets the, uh, gets the uh, home field advantage there. Um, talking briefly uh, about uh, another topic I brought up uh, in today's article for on InsideTexas.com. Um, we keep hearing, I keep hearing, and I know Eric uh, and Justin have as well, uh, good, good news on the front from Brennan Thompson. The wide receiver out of Spearman, uh, just, you know, at times we hear nuggets or information uh, that lead us to believe, hey, something's going on here. He could be really good. And that's what we're hearing on Brennan Thompson. Uh, the, the, some words are not only, not only the things that you would hope for, like, a tough, like toughness and uh, route running and speed, which he certainly has, but also the word mature. Uh, that is a big one uh, as you try to make a, the leap from college or from high school to college is that mentality that you have. Uh, another person that was mentioned in that same vein was Justice Finkley. Of course, Finkley's already been on campus for almost a or for more than a semester now. 
uh, and that came, we started hearing words about that uh, early in the process as well, even before uh, he went out and got on the field this spring and, and got into uh, what looks like the two deep rotation pretty quickly for the Longhorns. I am not saying uh, that uh, Brendan Thompson is going to start or that he's a superstar in the making, anything like that. It's just too soon. What I am saying is I think it's, it's fair uh, to bring, uh, his, bring his name up as we talk right now, because I do feel uh, based on some sourcing that I'm getting and, and others are getting that he could be a guy that eventually becomes a, a difference maker for the Longhorns in the long term uh, if he in, indeed uh, plays up to his ability. Uh, uh, clearly doesn't get injured, all of those things, the caveats that you have to say, uh, but uh, it appears the Longhorns got a good one. Uh, a couple other notes uh, to talk about Arch Manning, uh, the nation's number one prospect, the only uh, quarterback really on the Longhorns board at this point from New Orleans is dad, Cooper Manning, uncles Eli and um, uh, Peyton. Uh, he visited Georgia over the weekend. A lot of positive vibes coming out of the visit from Georgia. However, uh, our sourcing remains the same. Uh, Texas very much involved. We'll get a visit in two weeks. He's expected to visit um, Alabama this weekend, along with Eli Holstein, another top-ranked quarterback who's already committed to Alabama. It looks like, I mean, I, and you can't, you can't say this uh, with 100% you know, with certainty, it looks like it's coming down to a Texas-Georgia competition uh, for Arch Manning. Uh, Georgia, of course, the defending national champs. However, Texas has a couple of aces up their sleeve. I, uh, the, uh, the idea of playing for Steve Sarkeesian is said to be very positive, a very positive one uh, for Arch Manning and for his family uh, from the standpoint of they know that he's going to get quarterback to, uh, tutoring that could be uh, as good or better than what uh, both Arch and or what Peyton and uh, uh, Eli both got from David Cutcliffe during their development. Uh, and they are looking at the long-term play here. Yes, it might be nice to go and be a, a big piece of a Georgia national championship, but that's not off the table at Texas necessarily. Uh, although the Longhorns certainly have some work to do, but what Texas has is someone like a David Cutcliffe, who is a true quarterback tutor and men mentor, uh, not only for the on the field stuff, but for the off the field stuff, everything that in between, uh, the, the chalkboard, uh, the Longhorns will have uh, somebody like that uh, ready for Arch Manning. Uh, so what about the visit to Georgia? What I'm hearing about that is that he had a great time, but, you know, it's not over yet. Uh, so uh, the Longhorns are going to have to wait this out and try to figure it out. Uh, the Longhorns will host him in two weeks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Longhorns are having a few, a few official visitors in uh, this weekend. They will have even more in on the 17th, the weekend of the 17th, and then even more on the weekend of the 24th and 25th. Uh, this is all building into a crescendo of sorts uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, they are trying to get a few more commitments here prior to the month of, uh, not necessarily prior to the month of July, uh, but they want to get some uh, momentum building into the season uh, as, they, as they prepare. The month of July is not one where kids will take a lot of official visits uh, or where kids can take official visits uh, to Texas or other schools. Uh, so that's why there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a rush, but a little bit of a timeline or deadline uh, as we approach the month of July. Of course, decisions can come 
at any time, including late June into July for any of these players, uh, all the way up until February's second signing day uh, prior to uh, with uh, the December signing day as well. Um, other, other positions of note, we mentioned uh, uh, Cedric Baxter, running back. Reuben Owens, the running back out of El Campo, took a visit uh, to TCU this past weekend. Uh, TCU all of a sudden is a player in this uh, recruiting race. However, Owens is far from making a decision according to uh, our sources. We'll have to see if that uh, changes, uh, but Owens still expected to visit Texas, still expected to visit Texas A&M, uh, possibly some other schools, Louisville and TCU uh, in there as well. Owens considered uh, the state's top running back. Uh, I, as I look at it, uh, and as we talk about what's going on, uh, one of the things I also want to note is that um, as I'm looking at the top players across the board at each position, one of them is Jonte Cook, uh, the DeSoto wide receiver. He is expected uh, to, uh, to uh, visit Austin sometime this summer, uh, not necessarily on an official visit, uh, but we'll wait, wait and see how that plays out. Uh, but I did talk to Jerry Hamilton uh, about this. Jerry Hamilton put in an RPM pick uh, for Cook uh, and Texas over whether it's Texas A&M or Ole Miss, which he visited this weekend, uh, or whomever. Uh, the, the word is that Cook and uh, Steve Sarkeesian, Brennan Marion are uh, becoming faster and faster friends. Uh, the recruiting job that Texas is doing there is considerable. Trey Wisner, uh, the running back at DeSoto, is also doing some recruiting for the Longhorns. But I really think this comes down uh, to the offensive style uh, that Steve Sarkeesian is known for, his ability to get people open like he showed last year uh, with Xavier Worthy as a true freshman. Uh, and then uh, additionally, uh, the relationship uh, that the two uh, that uh, Sarkeesian is building with Cook and uh, Marion is building with Cook as well. Um, look, I'll be back tomorrow. I hope to either have Justin or Eric on. I think, I think tomorrow I'm going to have Eric on. and It'll be our weekly state of the program uh, where we'll talk about uh, the ins and outs of the Texas football team. Uh, any recruiting news that pops up as well. Uh, but uh, for today, that's been On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.